0: Welcome hey, back on to on the, the Leafs board. Cast. What what do you have to say? This is my time to talk.
1: You took a split second too long. I was gonna say like Big <laughs> poppies on the board. I haven't heard that in a little while. Oh, last night, last night was a good good night for Pappy, but it was a little long before that.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Tim's already throwing Austin Matthews under the bus. He literally got us an extra point in last night's game.
1: True, that is true. We're Ryan's back.
0: running late. We're starting the pod without him. This is what it's. This is for everybody listening. This is what life was like for those couple years before Ryan was around. Right, Tim. It was just you and I talking about the Leafs for those three years or whatever.
1: Yeah, 1992, 93, and 94. Some real good Leaf years that time. Uh, <laughs> Leafs cast in its infancy. <laughs> offline Leafs cast days.
0: Give me a break. Welcome back, folks. Um, a lot to talk about here. The, the Toronto Maple Leafs, I don't even know where to begin with the current state of this team. While the record looks great, it's it's hard to look at the team with a ton of confidence right now as – we just continue to go to overtime and maybe we win maybe we lose but i can't think of a run in maple leafs fan history of this many you know consecutive games or you know this many out of 10 games going to overtime every game we played it, this week went to overtime
1: it's unreal i still remember a couple of years ago where we almost went the entire season without a shootout game i think yes, we won yes. one game the whole year and now this week we almost got we were 18 seconds away from getting three shootouts.
0: Well, it's like the one um, – uh, so, so we had the shootout on, I think it was Monday, against yep. the Penguins Florida. where we can get into the yep. funny details Florida. of that. Florida. You know, Austin Matthews goes second, scores with a nice move, and then it's just like two nights later you just see him do it again because I guess that's how we roll. Like it's, it's, it's kind of funny, but – Right. Um, I
1: forgot we had the the Florida – Should we talk, we should talk about the Florida shootout a little bit. Did you rage quit and turn off the TV as soon as they announced that Florida scored and the game was over?
0: I did, and I didn't. We should give a teensy bit of background for everybody that wasn't paying attention or maybe didn't watch the game or I don't know, whatever. But the, the Leafs go to a shootout, and it looks like it's all but lost um, because uh, third, fourth shooter, whatever goes, Evan Rodriguez, Maple Leafs legend, for like a day or something like that. I'm trying to remember the details of that. But um, he scores. Everybody leaves the ice. boohoo, leaves Leafs lose. Just kidding. Double tap on the puck. Goal does not count. Brings skaters back out. Maple Leafs come out. And Noah Greger with the shootout winner.
1: Leaf legend. Noah Greger, who scored earlier in that game. Fourth line hero. Uh, rule is you're not allowed to play the rebound in a shootout. And... There was about a one-inch worth of rebound, but clearly one-inch, not that controversial a call. Uh, but yes, they took them like five minutes to announce it. An Actually, So people were just like trying to flood back into the, the arena, and then they just said, all right, Gregor, go. Scored. Losing our mind. And then uh, it was Nick Cousins who ended—I think he was the one that scored the game-winning goal in the playoffs last year, I think they said, but couldn't get it done. Rang it off the post. Wait,
0: so, uh, so Tim, did you rage quit then?
1: No, I had, uh, I had company over, so I had to hold it together and did not uh, – we, we were company over watching the game, so I, I had to – I left it on. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. They're pull, holding it in. It's like of all the games because I'm – like the instant the puck crosses the goal line, my TV's off and I'm, I'm dead.
0: Sure, as it, as it probably should be. I mean I think that's a fine reaction to have. I, so I, I did rage quit, right? I was upstairs in my bed uh uh chilling out with my daughter as she was getting ready to go to sleep and uh but i had the game on my phone as bad it sounds like a bad dad move <laughs> we were just chilling <laughs> all right anyway uh leave, lose i'm like give me a break all right this thing's over let's go downstairs grab a glass of milk and go to bed i go downstairs tv still on because i was watching the game earlier and there it is i was like oh wait because I see Evan Rodriguez again. They're showing him on the screen. I was like, oh, okay, it must be delayed. I was like, that's quite a bit delayed, but whatever, right? And I was like, wait, yeah. no, the game's not over. We're still going. Noah Gregor, What? Uh, Yeah. That's like I one mean, of the wackiest endings, I mean, all season to a game. People were leaving the building, but, like, to a Leafs game, I don't know, ever? Regular season? That's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I mean, so the other thing that was ridiculous about that game, well, a few things ridiculous. One, Florida just. I feel I, maybe destroyed is the wrong word because we did end up like tie game winning, but we did not deserve to win that game. Like it, it was so frustrating. Even this, like, I guess Max Domi fought Sam Bennett, got destroyed, but like I don't know. I wanted I wanted to see more pushback from the Leafs against Florida. I wanted to see them like Florida sent us home last year. Like show yeah. us that this team is different. And to me, they didn't. We we squeaked by on like this technicality in the shootout which is basically a tie anyways but i don't know what well, wasn't too happy with the leafs on florida where it's like but i mean that's the trend of the season right where it's just like we're getting points in this in the standings but i think we're sitting at a plus two goal differential like we're just like a 500 team We're just average
0: well we continue the streak i mean we, we weren't able to pod last week because my basement's literally in shambles guys i'm sitting on the floor there's nowhere to pod anyway um L- last week, the, when we came on here, I was going to say the stat about how the Maple Leafs are tied for second fewest uh, uh, wins in regulation with five. They're tied—well, yeah. I don't know where it's at now. They were tied with the Sharks. only team worse than us is the Canadians, thank God. Um, Sharks won. And uh, uh, that stands true still. It's five. Yeah. We, we're, yeah. what, 22, 23 games into the season, something like that? We have yeah. five regulation wins. And despite the fact that the record looks all right, I think we've got like 12 wins or something like that on the season, like 12, yeah. six and four or something like that. Like it, it, you know, you see that 12 and six and it looks pretty good. And like, but we're so close to being that team that has, you know, eight overtime losses and it's squeaking yeah. by. And, and like j- the points are cool, whatever the Leafs still not even make the playoffs, but like you don't feel good about the team because like, we lose to Boston last night. We can get into that, but like, and it goes to overtime as they all do. And you take the L and, and sure. It's okay. Cool to get a point, whatever. But I look at it like we've played Boston twice this season and walked away with two L's. I think we played yeah. the Panthers already this season as well. We walked away with two L's. We yeah. played, um, uh, who's a team that sucks. Oh my gosh. um, the, the Blackhawks. We've played the Blackhawks twice this season and, Overtime yeah. Walked away with two L's. Like, there's still losses, brutal. man.
1: I mean, and, and that's where it's like, you, you look at overtime. Like, you almost have to treat overtimes as ties. I don't know. Like, you look at, like, the Chicago game. Uh, Willie hits, what, two posts, three posts in overtime? And it's just like, it was, what, a quarter inch from just bouncing in and being done. And that would show up just a win in the win column. So, it, like, I, I like to look at the... even. I mean, there's all the advanced stats that show mixed results but even just look at goal differential like how big are teams winning by and leaves are plus two detroit who's one point ahead of the standing is plus 18 really give me some other ones so florida's uh plus 10 boston plus 20 uh somehow ottawa last in the division is plus one
0: (laughs) so but (laughs) that is bizarre
1: yeah that is bizarre but i guess like in the whole the whole league like vegas is first they're plus 23 looks like so but then it's like you can't look look at only this like Vancouver's plus 32 who's I the worst are...
0: again who's the worst
1: oh uh San Jose getting absolutely caved in at minus 54
0: holy smokes that's crazy that's way but... worse than I was thinking like usually like I mean, maybe it's later in the season. But like I remember, like last year, like Boston was like plus seventy by the end of the season, and uh, yeah. uh, whoever was the worst team in the league might have been the Blackhawks or like that. Were or no? I think it was the Ducks. Were like minus seventy, and it's like, is the worst team in the league as bad at as the good yeah. team is being good? And no, San Jose is way worse than anybody is good this season.
1: Horrendous. That's why, like, any stat that involves like Leafs and San Jose and, and like with comparing wins, it's like embarrassing.
0: But. So, it it's nuts though because we, I, I I get what you mean that it's overtime and like, and whatever. But like I I look at it like like even though it's it's not a perfect representation representation of what NHL hockey should be and like it is a little bit of Mickey Mouse weirdness and not real. But yeah, it's still moments where you need somebody to step up and make a play and win, and it's happened all too often that they don't. And that's, that's the part that's concerning to me. Like last night, Brad Marchand got to have that moment and nobody on the Leafs did.
1: It's just, well, and that's uh, what's, what's annoying about last night is we, the momentum was on the Leafs side. Leafs were down to 2-0 and then Austin Matthews puts the team on his back. He scored. We tied the game with five seconds left. It's like so exciting. We had all the momentum going our way. And then an overtime, that was actually a crazy overtime. Yeah. Uh, this may be a good segue to talk about Joseph Wall. He stopped, like, what, 10 shots in overtime? Like, how many three-on-threes even get more than three shots? Like, it, it, he was seriously impressive to me. Both were. I, I thought, I yeah. thought.
0: you know, last night on balance, like, I, I think Boston looked a lot faster and maybe better than the Leafs. Both goaltenders yeah. were just on it. Swayman was amazing. Wall was amazing. And, um, yeah, you bring up talking about him. So, I think last time we potted, we were discussing, like, what's going on with – wall and Samsonov because they were kind of going back and forth and like where do we think uh, keith's gonna come down on like who's the uh uh who's the alpha dog and i i feel i felt like then you know keith always ends up picking a man and he he has because joseph wall started four games in a row
1: so to be to be fair he has picked him four four games in a row they did announce recently that Samsonov is feeling under the weather uh so they called up uh, martin jones on like an emergency basis um, so you don't know how much of that has been like a long-term thing versus contributing to that. Maybe Sam Sof's just sick of sitting on the bench <laughs> and he's like, I'm sick to my stomach watching this other goal. No, I'm joking. So Sam he's Sof's sick
0: enough out. to sit on the bench, but not sick. He's not sick but enough he, to like not be able to play
1: what I guess though. But I, I mean, it's, it's mind boggling, but they did that with Matt Murray last year. Like he was sitting on the bench and we are just like, what's he doing? And then like, like, a day or two later they say, Oh, by the way, he's, his career is over.
0: I don't trust a thing yet that the Leafs say about who's healthy, who isn't in the goaltending position. and I don't trust a thing they say. These guys are all sneaky. So, so Lilligren's been out and yeah. feels like forever. And yeah, we don't have an exact timetable on his return. But how do you feel about the Maple Leafs defense and the call-ups that we've had? You know, So legison has been in the game a ton. Benoit? I mean, for
1: considering i didn't know who those guys were about three months ago i've been impressed with them like they've looked like nhl defense they kind of held their own but i don't certainly don't want to see these guys in the playoffs uh what happened this week is Zadorov was traded from calgary to vancouver for a third rounder and a fifth rounder basically peanuts um so sorry to see like brad should have been all over that i don't know would you have paid a third and a fifth for Zdorov?
0: Well, well, my understanding of why the deal didn't get done for the Leafs is because it would have been a, a need to like retain salary on, I don't even
1: uh, on Zadorov
0: to bring him over, and, and that's why it didn't happen. Uh, which doesn't really make sense to me since we don't really have Klingberg's contract in the books right now. Well, I'm not really yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't
1: know if we would have needed if it was all we were getting was Zadorov, then maybe we didn't need it. But yeah, because I heard uh, Friedman was saying that Leafs wanted both Tanov and Zadorov. But then yeah. they would have needed fifty percent retained on both, and that was where talks were kind of falling down on the price. And it sounds like Calgary just like got fed up and said, "Like, all right, we're dealing them. If you still want Tana? Call us." But obviously, Tana makes more money, and with one step at a time. But
0: I, I still stand by that. I, I don't think. I, I don't know that I would have done that deal because doing that deal means you don't really have the opportunity to make some of these other deals that I think. It's just more important for the Leafs to do. You know, it's funny because, yeah, like, Zadorov's off the table now. Patrick Kane's off the table. Like, some of these guys that, like, uh, circling the Leafs a little bit, not happening. But, you know, w- when you were talking last pod, like, Zdorov is more of, like, a, a third, you know, or a, a top six guy, right? Not a top four or a top two. And yeah. I- is I, that going to move mean, the needle is... when, like, I think Lagesson's played well? I'm excited for Grin to come back. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess yeah, it sounds a little worse I mean, now because Geo's out with a broken finger. But like, I don't know. I I said I didn't think it was going to happen. It didn't happen. I'm I'm sitting on the fact that I was right.
1: All right, you. I will give you that. You were right. It hasn't happened. Tanev's still on the table, but we'll see what happens there. I think Zadorov, even though he's more of a six guy, I think it was more the dynamic that he he brings. It's similar to Bogosian a few years ago. Yeah, or even like Luke Shen last year, right? It's like. Is he your top-pairing defenseman? Well, no, but your defenseman as a whole is better with him on it. But obviously now it's like nah, he's gone to Vancouver now. We never talk about him again.
0: That <laughs> yeah, I, I just tried to think about the fact that like, Tanev could still be on the table because like, he's still just sitting there. I don't know. He's a is Toronto it, guy. Uh, I on mean, Calgary. Um, What's
1: Calgary doing this year? They are worse than us. Uh, How many overtime
0: losses do they have, Tim?
1: only three.
0: Yeah, so we're way, way better than them.
1: They're, uh, I mean, they're only two points out of a playoff spot, so not like sell everything, but at the same time, it's like they're going nowhere. So we're in this
0: position where, again, the Leafs have been, we could both say, maybe a little bit underwhelming, and if you've got a third and a fifth and a first and a second and pieces to pick, is it really... Chris Tanev that's going to get us out of this rut where we go to overtime every game and then take an L? I don't I don't—I don't think so.
1: No, but I mean, like, I don't know. I I've, i do still feel the Leafs are... I, I don't know. I, on one hand, I say they're better than the way they've been playing recently, but then you look at some of the... the like, Matthew's on a five-game goalless drive. Matt, Marner was, like, struggling before that. They've kind of turned it around. Like, you certainly you've been noticing them more recently, which has been great. Matthews has a couple textbook Matthew uh, goals last night, which is great. Um So I so on that perspective I say, Oh, leafs are better than what the record says. But they're still in like ugh, the bottom six though, it's like it's still It's kind of there, but not really. Like, Domi's looked better. He got his first goal.
0: Yeah, you can't can't say, like, Domi's. Okay, he did get his first goal. But, again, we're talking about what do the Leafs need. Our third-line center just scored his first goal of the season, and it's Uh December.
1: December. Like,
0: that's a need more than Kristanov or, you know, I don't know. Maybe. Zadorov. To me, that's where I'm at.
1: I wouldn't. I wouldn't say no to some more center depth, but then I it's, mean, like, yeah. it's
0: tough though. Like, it's tough to for me to sit here and say like these are the names because just like you were saying with Calgary, there's not a lot of dance partners right now because it's the beginning of December. We, these guys that are in it or teams that think they're going to be in it, like, they still think they're in it. So it's just like it's something we got to deal with right now. And maybe Max Domi can turn into that guy, but again, I'm just like we're we're looking at the team and there's only so many assets and, 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 and something I, I was thinking about even this week, you know, as again, like this current group doesn't inspire a ton of confidence is what do you think Brad Trelliving is even thinking about? Like just, is this even the year that we go make that move? Right. Is this like, does he look at this group right now and say, this is the team that I need to trade a bunch of picks for and get whatever that I think is going to make the difference because like the reality is Dubas the cupboards are a little, a lot more dry than they used to be. Right. And we can't just keep going at it every single year and just whether we agree with it or not, what does Trilliving living think of that?
1: I, well, I mean, I, I hope he's all, he realized that William Nylander is still unsigned. William Nelander could walk next year. I guess yeah. like that gives you $7 million. Well, Bertuzzi and Domi could also walk next year and that's $14 million. No, Brody's, we could lose Domi. No, Tim, say it ain't
0: so. We could lose Bertuzzi and Domi for nothing. Oh no. The guys that bring nothing, we could lose them for nothing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no comment, but yeah, no, but it, like, I think like Austin Matthews, sure. He signed another four years. So it's like Leafs window is extended by, by that amount. As long as Austin Matthews is on your team, you are in your window. And I think you got to be going for it.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you, but like, I, I, I agree with you now. The, the the thing is though, Tim, like where I think last year, right? We were at this time, we were maybe like, okay, you have to go for it because you have literally no idea what's going to happen next year. Austin Matthews could be, you know, in a contract year and about to walk and the team could be in complete disarray. But like Brad tree living might look at it and say like, I'm signed to this long of a contract and I've got Austin Matthews for the next four years. And, and maybe this isn't the year that he's going to go for it. Maybe he says like, I'm just going to roll the dice with this group. And Try to re-sign William Nylander, and that's my priority. And
1: I don't know. I, I think he's gonna go for it. These these guys always go for it. Like, I I think the Leafs will trade their first round pick again this year. I mean, we don't have our second round pick for the next few years, and like the first round, neither no first rounder next year, I guess. So maybe it's not gonna be quite all in, if you want to call that. As last year was in Dubis's final, final hurrah. But I, I fully expect Trilliv like we're not gonna be trading assets for, for picks or, or recentering. I think he's gonna be going all out. I know Dubas had like what what'll be interesting is though so Dubas had a pretty I don't know what to call it a firm policy, but like certainly a preference for going with guys with term. Like yeah. Uh, anytime a first round pick is going out the door, we better be getting two years of someone coming back. I don't know about Trilliving's preference now. Like maybe maybe he's wants to go for that big fish like that, the biggest free agent yeah. that's out there. Um, hmm. I will tell.
0: I, I will wonder, tell. I wonder, uh, um, yeah, I, I, I wonder what he's thinking about that. He, you're right that he probably is all in because like, as I was having that same thought of like, what's Brad thinking? Like it mostly came up because I was thinking about the Oilers. Right. And how like yeah. they were in the doghouse and like, you know, if you're an Oilers fan, it's like, okay, we have Connor McDavid. Like we should be contending right now because like, but every year right, could a, fl- a switch could just get flipped and then like all of a sudden that guy's just maybe not who he used to be. And there goes your window. And like, it doesn't well, appear that the Leafs are in that situation right now. Austin Matthews, still the goat, William is having his best season ever. Like you have to capitalize on those things. Cause those are the things that are going to take you all the way to the end.
1: And I think especially, so you look at like Edmonton, like we t- keep talking about them. So they have their goaltending set from like last year and this year signed long-term deals. They just happen to fall off a cliff and are now horrible. Their whole season is disarray. Like, sure, it's kind of bounced back a little bit. Um, I think they're still five points out of a play- six points out of a playoff spot, and so it's like, if if you are in it and the the pieces are working, you can't count on next year uh, that the pieces are going to be working. The pieces that we're working this year are working next year. Like, Leafs, especially with the Leafs and the, the who knows about the goaltending position, like. Uh, <laughs> It's just like, you got to go for it. You got to go for it.
0: Tim, how many overtime losses did the Oilers have?
1: The Oilers have one overtime oh, wow. loss.
0: Wow. Learn to get good, guys. Learn to get good. That's your problem.
1: I mean, they won four in a row and McDavid's woken up. So it's like they, they may still recover, but certainly it's like it was not looking good. I, so I've talked to people that actually think the Oilers may be better off than the Leafs this year. Cause basically they start off so badly. Yeah. Shocked their system. They made the change, brought in a different coach versus the Leafs had just been languishing. Like, I, I mean, we're, we're not the biggest key fans around. I think I'll, I'll, it's pretty, you Leafs cast was unanimous. We're not unanimous on a lot of things, but we were unanimous in that Keith probably should have been fired in the summer. And here he is still around like Leafs performing fine. Certainly not enough to yeah. fire the coach mid season. And we're not going to change anything to the playoffs. So it's like, well, I don't know. We'll you see. know,
0: Tim, I wonder, though, uh, again, going back to Brad, the tree man, tree living, if he's considering this move with uh, uh or tr- tr- trying trying to re-sign William Melander, right? Oh, yeah. Do you think that that's really in the back of his mind when he's trying to make all of these deals? Because, like, hypothetically, like, you bring in a guy like, I don't know, say Patrick Kane or something like that, right? That obviously didn't end up happening. But like almost anybody that you bring in, you are immediately hoping like or planning for the idea that they might be on the team again next year, right? Yeah. Resign them, get them into your plans. And do you think maybe that like things are weird with William Nylander where like he doesn't feel like he can make some of these moves because um, that, that could change the relationship with William Nylander or the importance of William Nylander William on the team? And like, am I crazy in thinking that?
1: Uh, I mean, I think he's definitely earmarked probably William Nealing seven. I think he's earmarked at least three million dollars for next year for a raise for him. I know Matt, like Matthews, is making an extra two million. What? So the big X factor to me is that the cap is going up next year, right? So that that gives yeah. us a little more flexibility when it comes to the cap. <laughs> Granted, like we have our most of our decor is like like TJ Brody's. Certainly I think he has lo- noticeably lost a step this year. Still dependable. Um, maybe not five million dollars dependable, but like still happy he's on the team as one of our three defensemen that are left. <laughs> but that's five million dollars, right? That so like yeah. his next deal isn't gonna be more than five million. So I, I, I think as far as money is concerned, like Lee's still in a pretty good spot. Um how, uh, yeah, kind of comes back. I see we got that new helmet sponsor, Pizza Pizza, keeping the lights on and for the Leafs. So that's, every every dollar comes in, just helps that salary cap,
0: right? I have loved that. I don't know. It just looks a lot better on the helmets. It's all it's all white and blocky letters, and I like it. I like the Pizza Pizza energy, even though yeah. I, for some reason, like when I look at like Ryan Reeves, and he's got the Pizza Pizza logo on there, I, I kind of despise his presence on the team a little bit less just because – I don't know. Kinda of makes me smile.
1: Oh man. He just like he just does nothing. I mean Ryan Ryan uh he actually may not make it on the pod now. Uh so sorry, you might be stuck with Steve and I for a little while longer.
0: Half the um, audience just turns off the pod.
1: Off. Tune in next week for uh Ryan's uh Ryan's thoughts. But we all know that Ryan's thoughts are about Ryan's Ryan Reeves, so um Stephen, how's your Ryan impression? <laughs>
0: Ryan Reeves is the worst member of the Maple Leafs. This <laughs> okay. guy is making 1.4 million for three years and he does nothing. I don't know. Is that pretty that good? That
1: was pretty good. That was pretty good. I was gonna say all he had to do was just fight Sam Bennett and I didn't yeah. because he can't be on the ice for because any when the when he's on the ice, the puck goes in the wrong net. Um,
0: you go back to Keith though so like Keith's made the decision and maybe Brad and maybe them together that Ryan Reeves hasn't been in the lineup every night either. Like it's been a little bit of Bobby McMahon mixed in yeah. and it feels like that's always the better decision to make, but then they still just end up going back to uh, Reeves, Reeves. Like they do last night against Boston.
1: Yeah. And and I don't know if part of it's just like cycling and like he, they did a similar thing with, with Wayne Simmons last yeah. year, like even Kyle Clifford before that, where, all the signs are pointing to like, all right, kick this guy to the yeah, line. Yeah, just sit
0: him down. It. He's done.
1: Just send him down. He's done. And he still just like hangs around. Is like, I don't know. And maybe, and maybe it's like a dressing room thing. Maybe it's a veteran respect thing. I don't know. We we don't have all the. We only have the what the on ice results say, and the on ice results all point in one direction. But I think we're we're stuck with him for at least the rest of the year. I mean, we'll see about next year if he. <laughs> Does go down.
0: but <laughs> See, I know saying that like, oh, and it's a game against Boston. Like, you know, Bobby McMahon just makes the team a lot better. But then like, and it didn't work out that way. But like, if he's in the lineup, well, or, or, or say we go out there last night and, you know, somebody just gets ran on the team. Right. And like, it's a moment yeah. that like somebody needs to fight. Nobody does. Right. Well, then maybe we, we probably would have been coming out here today being like, why was Ryan Reeves on the lineup for that game? So I guess I can yeah. see it a little bit, but, um, I don't know. I just feel like Bobby McMahon's been disrespected for too long. And just they keep sending him down, too. Like, just let him wear the sweater and sit in the press box. Stop stop making him drive down.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, to some extent, I think the Leafs do try and keep the guy, like, the minors guys, like, on the team so they can earn, like, an NHL wage on the off days. But these young guys, you do want them playing games. Like, it is something to be said about the young. Like, these guys are still developing. Like, playing five minutes a night alongside – Anchors um, versus like playing meaningful roles in the minors. So I think that like that is a consideration for whether he's up or whether he's down. Like we saw Nick Robertson spend so much time in the minors, but then again, <laughs> so much time injured in the minors. But I, I do so I, I I don't fault them for playing Bobby McMahon more in the minors, but at the same time, it's like we have a team now with serious needs when it comes to depth scoring. Like bring these guys up. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't even know who's. Uh, I haven't heard recently about uh, prolific Marlies that are ready to to make the jump other than like there's Alex Steves, I guess, but uh, a lot of guys kind of in juniors. We have, we do have some depth down there, but I'm not sure if I'd call it NHL ready depth.
0: Um, and that's not to say either. There's like a ton of holes there. Like I think Noah Gregor has been it. Oh, yeah. It's actually really the only spot offensively that, that could be claimed by a minor league man is Ryan Reeves's spot, right? Like Noah Gregor's been, I think awesome. Yeah. I've loved watching him play. Uh, David Camp getting the job done. It's just it's just that spot. So yeah. I think Bobby's yeah. earned it for right now. But
1: yeah, we'll uh, we'll see. Until then, but uh, yeah, Leafs uh, in general. But I guess we should uh, should we talk some more about Joseph Wall? I think uh, we we started talking a little bit about has he found his man or not, but. Have you so we're now a quarter of the way into the season? Yeah. Uh, Joseph Wall, some s- impressive performances. Samsonov started shakier, but is, I think he's evened out a little. Yeah. Bit. Have, have, if the playoffs were to start tomorrow, are you riding Wall through all seven games?
0: Yeah, hundred percent. I think so. 100%. You see him last night, Tim?
1: He looks steady, like in overtime, just like grabbing each of those rebounds. Like I've never seen so many whistles in overtime like usually there's big rebounds kicked out and everything i mean it was also annoying we for losing all those faceoffs in overtime
0: well and, and and big saves too like like you, there was what maybe two breakaways in that game yeah. right that like he shut the door on and let, and you talk about you know Samsonov has been maybe like a little bit up and down or he started down right and he's like kind of yeah. leveled out well i mean you know wall started here
1: yeah.
0: right and now he's more like here And he's had a couple down here right but he's like i mean he's a nine like upper teens save percentage on the season. Yeah. Um, Well,
1: I mean, certainly like dollar. So like, uh, we are generally Kyle Dubas fans here, but Kyle Dubas signed Joseph wall to a three year deal for 766 K. He's getting paid less than league minimum this year and next year. Like there's a world where he's our starting goaltender next year, making less than league minimum. Yeah. That's wild.
0: Yeah. He, He, yeah, I think, uh, um, And, you know, it's funny you actually ask that, because I feel like earlier on the pod you even asked that, and I said, like, I'd probably still go with Samsonov just because uh, he's been in the league a lot longer, and, like, I don't see a situation where he could get rattled. But I I really can't think of, like, too many bigger games this season than playing against Boston, Boston. especially at a time where, like, the team's not necessarily, like, in its highest confidence state. And you send him out there, and he he friggin' performed last night. So um, I think he's the Leafs' one. I, I, Sheldon Keith picks a one, like he's he picks the guy and that's who he's gonna roll with, until he's done with them, right? Like I, this idea that I think they would go to a one a one b, I just it's not happening, not not in Toronto. Like they they just don't do that. So, yeah. The
1: the one thing that does make me a bit nervous is so Joseph Wall, uh, not like is he. Technically a rookie this year? No, I, I'm not sure.
0: Joseph Wall? Oh no way! I think I feel like he started. I don't know. I don't think so. I haven't because I haven't heard his name in the the Calder considerations, and they always yeah. throw a Maple Leafs name in there. No, yeah, I don't I know think the goalies so.
1: Goalies have different games played requirements, whether they're a rookie or not. But I I don't I I haven't heard his name in Calder at all. But this guy has played like never more than certainly what seven games, ten yeah. games a year. The Leafs are not about to ride him to like fifty, like forty starts, fifty starts, like he's going to get injured. He's going to wear out. So it's like, I think from that perspective, I, I think the Leafs should be wary about playing him too much, <laughs> even if he is the real deal. Wait, 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 wait,
0: you can't have the same argument that you like, I can't, you can't play Gio, the oldest skater in the league every night He's going to wear out. And you can't play a man that you're wondering, if he might be a rookie every night. Cause he might wear out if he's not in Toronto. He's going to be playing it or something, Maple Maple. he's going to be playing the Marlies every night too. Like that yeah. I'm not concerned about.
1: There's difference in like an age. Sure like he, he's young but like he's a goalie still. Like goalies wear out. That's what they do. Like it's not it's not like oh you 18 year old goalie you can play every single game. It's like Well, you're right. It it's less of an less of a an issue than than the old guys, but still like there's a reason why no goalie's young or old play that many games.
0: Do you think Ryan feels like he can't pod every week? And so that's why he's out. Like he's just gonna wear out before the end of the season?
1: He's definitely gonna wear out. He's I just a- I just disagree a little bit that
0: he you you can't ride him. Because like I, I think he's played these four games because it's four like the Leafs want to get on a little bit of a winning streak here, and yeah. they feel like Joseph Wall's giving him the best position. Whether this Samsonov uh is sick thing is real or not, like that that's what I think's going on. And so I wonder, like. I don't know if it's not this season. What is it? Is it just next? Because like, if he's giving us the best position to win, he's getting maybe better being an NHL goalie as the season goes along. You got to keep him in. I think he's playing a lot this year.
1: Yeah, well, I think I think you just you just build up to it. Well, to be fair, I guess you play a lot of games in the minors as well. He would have played most of the seasons there. So maybe he's not quite like. Why is this? I'm just parent. I'm, I'm scarred. Okay injuries to goalies are the worst if, if you like I, we're making the playoffs we're making the playoffs i mean boston maybe they win the division maybe the leafs don't actually figure out we're just like in the second second or third spot again but yeah like if you're like get, your goalie gets injured over some meaningless regular season game what are you doing what are you doing? And that could happen
0: like... if he plays 12 games a season or 55. Okay, I guess, sorry, the percentage of chance that it happens is higher if he plays 55 higher. games in seven or 12. But, uh, Tim, you're, you are scarred. That's what this is. Your scars are coming through. Just just relax. Joseph Wall plays like the best. Like, he's so good last night, and Tim's just like, this is a problem. <laughs> Brad Marchand's Not... going to jump on his back.
1: He's going to be out. Jump on back. I mean, he almost got – I mean uh... – fluke play but Matthew Nye stick hitting him in the head one of the Boston guy crashed into him it's like I was not happy
0: how have we gone this far into the podcast before I've mentioned the fact that I've all but canceled William Nylander from even being mentioned on the podcast this week the well, fact yeah. that the man that hit you at center ice is the one that scored and you're not even in the replay William Nylander to play defense is atrocious that was oh, atrocious I-
1: I mean, did you see the replay of Tavares from the far blue line?
0: That he just took, he was just out there for escape, basically.
1: Oh, he just, he was just staring until they crossed the blue line, and then it was, it was. It was Who's horrible. the
0: captain of the team, man? I
1: know.
0: Who is the captain of the Maple Leafs? And, and, sorry, I'm getting negative here. You know, I feel like we're, <laughs> we get negative sometimes. You know what? If Ryan were here, it'd be more negative. But, like, <laughs> JT just, uh, yeah, I'm, he's I mean, in the dog days of December already it feels like just the amount of times I see him you know entering the offensive zone just like whacking the puck to some you know Todd or Tyler I almost said Todd Bertuzzi again Tyler Bertuzzi who's got like two guys on him like you're John Tavares do something with the puck some of the I mean, some just, of these guys
1: just, yeah I, I, haven't, I haven't minded Tavares as, as much recently I think he's definitely he's starting to lose a step as far as his effectiveness but that still leaves him a highly effective player that overtime last night i think is a, a i mean i didn't see like the the ice time <laughs> the ice time uh counters from the various overtimes are just blowing yeah. together so many but like i remember there was one where nylander had like a two and a half minute shift or something like that like i'm sure these guys are just absolutely gassed so th- maybe that's on Keith for saying like well these guys are playing too hard like the top six le- gets leaned on right like we, uh, who was it that we lost against overtime where we said, like, oh, it was Robertson and Domi and someone in overtime. Of course they're going <laughs> to score because you had— like, well, Let you me say, win. who was
0: it? We don't remember because there's been that many overtime games, Timothy.
1: There's <laughs> been 10 of them. It, yeah, uh, and, and like—
0: you know, we've been watching the team forever. Like, I, I remember many times where, like, it's overtime and, and uh, uh, Austin Matthews is looking like he's out there for a skate, right? As somebody's entering Arizona. Like, I get it. Yeah. These guys are tired. And, like, I think Keith was recognizing that a little bit because, like, Noah Gregor was even on the ice in overtime last night. And I'm sure you get yeah. nervous sending anybody outside the top six over the boards against Boston. But, yeah. oh, and, my God. To gosh. be
1: fair. They. they he, like we had 18 seconds left, we have the puck. It should have been fine, except Nylander like trips over the center ice thing at the worst possible time. And, anyways, empty of the,
0: the tank. That's what I asked for. Empty yeah, who the tank. who wants
1: it more? The question is, who wants it more? Boston wanted more last night. They got the they got the extra point.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. All right.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, who do uh, we get this week? Who do we got? Who do we got coming up? We have uh ottawa on thursday oh now we're entering into the we can take a break a little bit we have ottawa on thursday nashville next saturday uh so that's just two games this week um we'll see ottawa <laughs> technically only one behind us in the goal differential also <laughs> sitting at the bottom of the east really is that right they're at the bottom of the east that's embarrassing for ottawa um, and then Wasn't it
0: Ryan on the pod? Before? See, we're just throwing Ryan under the bus, talking about they were gonna like make the playoffs this year. He
1: did. He did. Right? Okay, it was.
0: Yeah, I remember because you were super. Like I was a, a little bit in between. You were like absolutely not Ryan. And here we go, Tim.
1: Yeah,
0: <sighs> everything's well, just I mean, good for Tim all the time.
1: All the time. I mean, Buffalo also disappointing big time. Uh, they're 14th in division. Uh, sent Levi down. Well, we're, 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 Leafs talk only here. Do you saw that sound like?
0: Hey, you're talking about Leafs talk only. I'm kind of thinking we got to change the tempo of this podcast here. Talk about the other team in Toronto.
1: The other team. Oh, we got to – if, if uh, Shohei Ohtani comes Shuhei? to the Blue Jays.
0: Shohei. Shohei, Shohei. Ohtani. Learn his Sorry, name. If he's, if he's coming to the team. Model, I'll,
1: learn, I'll learn his name. <laughs> uh, now, Stephen, thoughts. Bigger, what's the bigger news coming to tro- Toronto? Connor McDavid to the Leafs or Sh- Shohei Ohtani to the Jays?
0: That's tough because we were just talking about this the other day. I mean, Shohei Ohtani is pretty much the best baseball player to ever play. You could argue Connor prime. McDavid might be the best hot. hockey player to ever play when it's all said and done. I would care more about Connor McDavid coming to the Maple Leafs than Shohei Ohtani to the Jays. But Literally. both would be the best thing that's ever happened in my life
1: <laughs> if you if you are not a baseball fan and you're currently listening to this hockey podcast worth tuning in for at least the, i mean they said uh the media the same way has no idea what they're talking about they said it might be this weekend could be next week uh biggest name in baseball may play simon the jays extremely likely in my mind that he just the jays are just being played as far as driving up the price for the Dodgers. But then again, we've been through this. I'm horribly scarred when it comes to these things. <laughs> Exciting to dream about.
0: Yeah, but it's different when like it's not like the Jays have never signed one of these guys before ever. Okay, not one of these guys, but like Where's, they say a it big could take five
1: hundred million dollars over ten years what he could be asking for.
0: It's a rounding error. Baseball's for, for, crazy.
1: For Rogers, the team that uh, company that owns the Jays is a rounding error. But, <laughs> All right, we should, uh, we should wrap up. Nashville fighting for a playoff spot, outside looking in. Uh, two winnable games this week okay. in regulation. It
0: That's, is, yeah. Want, let's
1: If we want to talk about what we want to see from the Leafs win this week, I want to see two regulation wins. None of this overtime nonsense. Regulation wins.
0: I'd like to see the Maple Leafs score the first goal of the game and then just continue winning the whole time. It, that hasn't even been a factor this season. That, like, if the other team scores, the Leafs score first. It like doesn't even matter what's, you know, like, it, it has nothing to do with, like, if they're going to go to overtime or not. Like, it's time. Let's just score the first goal, keep it going, and uh-huh. uh, uh, continue applying pressure. And then just, like, I'd love to see more from, like, Noah gregor has been really catching on. I'd love to see more of that. Again, Max Domi, with his first goal of the season. Monkey off of his back. Let's yeah. let's keep it going. I kind of like the meanness of him too. I know he got absolutely cooked by Sam Bennett, but I like that. And then, um, you know, I'm not gonna just sit here and like keep harping on the top six. I think they're. I think it's fine. Like I think it's all been fine. Matthew Nye is fine. It's let's just like keep let's just keep building here because like could be a lot worse. I know maybe I'm coming on here and Tim's coming on here talking like the Leafs are you know in hot water. We're still in a playoff spot. The record looks pretty good but like just a weird couple weeks. Let's get out of here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean and and that's the thing These all these overtime games could go the other way and we're now have a even worse tone. It's like it's better (laughs) better to uh, have poor effort and get results than have poor effort and not get results. Uh,
0: Who said that what famous figure said that? That was pretty good.
1: Started here first on the LeafCast.
0: Next time we pod, the Leafs could have two regulation wins, and Shohei Otani's a member of the Blue Jays.
1: We're doing an emergency pod. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: We might start a Jays podcast. If no See you later.